Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Brandon. And this is the Spice Street Boys, and here we uh, eat hot food and talk about it. Hot topics. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Today we went to a sushi burrito, and we got this, uh, what was it called? It was the firecracker. The firecracker. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had sushi that's, like, actually spicy, honestly. Like, I mean, I've had stuff that's, like, a little spicy, but I don't know if this is going to, like do what we're wanting it to so we got some wasabi yeah just in case if it's too soft like last time yeah so do we want to just like try it out with just a regular bite or do we want to throw wasabi on it well we're gonna ease into it because i feel like if we just jump right into the firecrackers like you don't start out with the fireworks you start out with the little ladybug one that spins oh yeah 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 so those like little blooming flower things exactly all right let's do this tastes like a, a giant sushi roll it just looks like like there's a bunch of lumps on the seaweed kind of unsettling actually i, I think it's kind of nice <laughs> <laughs> like i could uh, take this seaweed and roll it over your back and give you a nice little massage <laughs> it's got a lot of curves to it on mm-hmm. the uh bryce scale of spiciness i give this a gold star really and uh, the, no, it's not spicy at all. <laughs> I mean, like, I can kind of feel the tickle, you know? You know how you get kind of like the little tickle, that, or mm-hmm. the little spice you get the on your The little tongue. tickle you get from your teachers in third grade. Yeah. Ooh, I think I think we had Ooh. different experiences in grade school. <laughs> I think you should talk to someone about that, Brandon. I think it's time for the wasabi, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's put a little wasabi on there. What is, like, what's even in wasabi? Or is or is there, like, a wasabi plant? I think it's a plant. Is it? I don't know. Should we fact check that? It's definitely hot, though. It was so hot it made all my imitation crab fall out. I think it's a plant, though. Yeah, it is. It says yeah. it's a Japanese plant with a thick green root, which tastes like strong horseradish and is used in cooking, especially in powder or paste form as an accompaniment, accompaniment to raw fish. It is the Utrema wasabi family Brassicaceae, and it originates, the word originates from the early 20th century from Japanese. You know, how did we ever figure out that, like, you can eat plants, and then other animals, you can eat that, or the liquid that comes out of this animal, let's drink it. Oh, yeah. Like, did you ever see the movie uh, Cavemen? Mm Mm-mm. No? It's, uh, it's an old show. I think it was in the, like, 60s. No, maybe, probably the 70s or 80s. But anyways, uh, do you know who Ringo Starr is? He was in this movie called Cavemen. And um, anyways, he's in their cavemen society and whatnot. He, uh, his whole job is they bring food to him, and he tries it. And they watch and mm-hmm. see what happens to him, and then they eat according to, like, what happens to him. So, like, <laughs> that's, like, his whole place in, in, in his, like, whole society. So, they bring him this, like, berry, and he eats it, and then you see him kind of, like, you know, go all dazed and, like, <laughs> and it's just a tie. And then they... Yeah. It's all a the... really short, long-lived job. Oh, yeah. And so, like, he yeah, for real, though. <laughs> eat the wrong thing, and his, his job is, is over. It's like some guy would just, like, poop in the corner, and it's like, eat this! <laughs> They made they made Ringo eat their own poo. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's it. I think I would excel at that. Here, eat this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if you ask nice enough, or or just like I'm one of those people where you just 
put something in front of my hands and I'll, I'll just grab it no matter what it is. It's true. Like, I mean, I don't have to be paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I'm for those of you listening, I just tried to hand Brandon a package of ginger and he didn't take it. So no, Brandon, I didn't. So Brandon uh, misled us. Everyone is misled at some point. I'm also just like going to town. Actually really hungry. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> That's why I'm like actually like eating. Mm-hmm. So as part of the Spice Street Boys, we want to not only eat food of different cultures, but learn a little bit about the food from different cultures as well as from about the cultures themselves. Mm-hmm. And we're eating sushi burrito. And so we're going to forget the Japanese, asp- I mean, the, the Mexican aspect of that name and just talk about <laughs> Japanese culture. So no. something that Brandon uh, was talking to me about earlier when we were talking about doing this episode was seppuku. Which is a, uh, well, Wikipedia defined it as seppuku, comes from a word, uh, harikiri, I think is what it was. Our cousin Mark can, is probably going to like hear this. He, I don't know if Mark will ever listen to this, but like he'll hear this and be like, you guys are pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> it's and that's harikiri. Harikiri. Yeah. Harikiri. Anyways, it means abdomen slash belly cutting. It is a form of, this is according to Wikipedia, it is a form of Japanese ritual suicide by disembowelment. Not, not the six-pack kind of cutting. <laughs> the other kind. <laughs> it was originally reserved for samurai, and uh, it was used voluntarily by samurai to die with honor rather than fall into the hands of the enemy and likely be tortured. And it was something like, they would either give the guy a choice of, you can either get stabbed by by us many times painfully or you could just like you know stab yourself Mm. and obviously why the heck would you want to give them the satisfaction to stab you so you're just like heck yeah i'll just take this take this knife myself and then you just i guess somehow build up the courage to to find out what you ate last night (laughs) (laughs) oh geez no it looks like uh he ate uh toast toast yesterday (laughs) he he had sushi burrito he had fire kaka do you think that the uh, Japanese eat sushi? Like, well, I mean, obviously they eat sushi, but like, I'm pretty sure it's more like this. Like the sushi we're having now is very Americanized, because I I'm pretty sure they didn't turn their sushi into these giant burrito sized <laughs> sushi. And and then I mean, even the name itself, California roll. I think there's definitely a culture of American stylized foods not just in like japanese but also with like indian or um italian too Mm -hmm. and then well i guess that's not necessarily a bad thing though i mean cultures sharing with one another like what what makes them great helps us i mean have you ever had a like real italian pizza i've had real new york pizza oh yeah see that's that's (laughs) totally different the Maybe I'll have to take you there. There's this one, there's, maybe we'll do that for one of these episodes as we'll go get like some spicy pizza from this place over here that does real pizza. Real pizza. What, what makes pizza real? I don't know. Maybe it's the way they prepare it or the way that they cook it, but it's, uh, American pizza, you know, it's very doughy and greasy and lots of, uh, cheese and meat and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. If you go to, there's this place over here called Terramia. It's probably something like Terramia. (laughs) <laughs> but in uh they serve a pizza and it's like a thin crust and it's got very little I, I can't describe it but it's it's just very different it's just very it's different, just different you know <laughs> anyway 
Anyways, it's back. like they just got the Italian style and they just throw pasta on top of it and they're like Italian. <laughs> or they put some Italian dressing. Italian. <laughs> Man. <sighs> that last bite was kind of spicy. So getting back to uh, seppuku, um, it says that, uh, like you said, disgraced warriors were sometimes allowed to perform seppuku rather than be executed in the normal manner. You know, I saw that while I was reading through the article, it said that one of the ways that they executed people was they put them boiling, they put them in water that was boiling. and Like the knife or themselves? Well, them, just... They would put criminals who were sentenced to die in boiling water. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That, that just makes me think of, like, the witch trials, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, boiling big hot pot in, in their gingerbread houses, just like, come, gonna make us a, a Bryce stew. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that, like, they also believe when they do that, they go, what was it? It was they stab through the abdominal and, like, just under the rib, and then you're supposed to, like, go over to the side and open up the stomach which it was believed they would release your spirit and then if you're badass enough you could keep going and then you push it like down your stomach into like kind of like an upside down L is how I imagine it mm-hmm. and then it just the more you go the more honorable it is somehow just cause like you're the freaking super tough like I'm gonna cut myself even like more. I can't even kill myself who else who, what does that mean about you guys? I can't. <laughs> and, um, and then if that still didn't end you, there was uh, this guy that would stand next to you, and you could like anoint whoever you want. Normally it's like a sword master or something, or like just a really, I guess, close friend, and he'd just like be standing on your by the side of you, just like with his sword to your neck. And if it like starts getting too excruciating, he just has got to go like, I'm sorry, man. And then he just... <laughs> Just, beheads, just you. beheads you right there. And then if you're still not dead, then... Then you you obviously were saved by God or something. <laughs> I wonder how many people survived the decapitation. <laughs> Probably zero. I'm curious. Don't you survive for like 15 seconds after being decapitated? You know Kind of like a chicken? I've heard that. And that like the brain stays active and stuff. I even like... I remember reading online somewhere that there was this guy who got beheaded, you know. And... They said that, like, it was in the France or something like that with the guillotine, and that the guy's head was just sitting there, you know, dead, like, after he'd been beheaded. And they were talking about him, and the, apparently, like, they said his name, and the guy's eyes opened and then closed. And then they, they noticed that, and so they said his name again, and his eyes opened again and then closed. And then they said it again, and that time they didn't open. Apparently it was, like, I don't know, maybe it was within that, like, 15 seconds that you were talking about, but, like... I, I don't know, like... If you open your eyes, that's not exactly responding. That's just yeah. It could just like be like a reflex twi- twitch muscles. Yeah, the, yeah. Afterwards, oh, apparently, seppuku has been abolished as like they they wouldn't just use it as like a traditional way to kill themselves, but also as a way to execute criminals and stuff like that. Like the uh, the samurai who were who'd committed rape, robbery, corruption murder or treason or something like that it, they would it would be uh, used as a capital punishment so like you know how they always sentence people to death here they'll be like okay mm-hmm. you will be killed by lethal injection they said like okay you will have to perform seppuku anyways the the last time that it was uh passed as like 
judicial punishment was in 1873. It's been abolished since then. I mean, lots of people have done it. You see it in the movies and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. apparently, uh, there were a lot of people in World War Two yeah. when the Japanese surrendered who who opted to do seppuku rather than surrender. I think I was reading online that one of the last seppukus was in 2013. I'm sure there's other ones that have happened that were like that are like lower profile, but that was the one of the last high profile ones. And I, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to do that though. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I could certainly be the helping hand buddy with the, with the sword <laughs> up top. I mean, I'm a good, I'm just a good friend like that. Give me a samurai sword, broadsword, pogo stick. I don't, I don't oh. care. I'll, I'll use any of it. If I'm ever sentenced to carry out seppuku, if Cooper doesn't want to do it, I'll have you, I'll have you be the sword hand. <laughs> Cooper, you're how old now? He is. Three months old. <laughs> I just imagine him standing up, up on like next to you, and he has to be on a stool and stuff because he's not even tall enough to get up to your neck when you're on your knees, and he's just got like this little um kind of like baby rattler, and then he just like pulls out the bottom, and it's just like a little tiny knife, <laughs> <laughs> a little tiny knife, a little little tiny knife, just inscribed like to behead daddy, to behead daddy. <laughs> oh, actually, we got him a rattle like that. Oh, disgraced warriors, when they were beheaded, they wouldn't totally behead them. Like, what? if they were criminals, I mean, like if they were criminal samurai, they wouldn't, they would like cut them, but they would like, it's like nearly headless Nick. You know how his head was like held on mm-hmm. with just a little bit of, yeah, it, they would do something like that. I don't know why, but that was like a, a, a form of, even though they were doing, they were trying to restore honor by committing suicide. They were sort of dishonoring them by not fully beheading them. Oh man, that's kind of like when my little sister, the um, the spring boxes on those newspaper boxes they have like on the streets, and they have the really strong springs that you got to put in a quarter and to open it up. And she's just like going along, and she's always just playing with these things, like open, let it go, and then it slams really hard, and it's just open, slam, open, slam, and then. On, like, the fourth one, she's getting there, and then she just goes, I wonder what that would feel like if your finger's in there. You know, just those random stupid thoughts where you're like, I wonder what it'd feel like to staple my chest. (laughs) So she puts her finger in there, and she's just like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. And I'm I'm just going to have a new experience. This is going to be wonderful. And she lets it go. And then her finger's just dangling exactly like (laughs) you would imagine. And and that's how I imagine your your samurai heads. Oh jeez. Just dangling. Just when did how just old was out. she when that happened to her? Like twelve, ten? Something like that? Oh man. Twelve or ten? Krista, what were you thinking? <laughs> oh man. She 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 just felt really dishonored after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that sounds awful. I mean like I get these hangnails on my fingers every once in a while, like right now, and I'm just like I imagine that's how painful it was. <laughs> oh yeah, the hangnail. Having a hangnail is exactly I mean, the, how the, it the felt. hang nail. Okay. It's technically the same thing. My fingers hanging, hanging skin. skin. She had hanging flesh. <laughs> you know, in my school, you know, go, playing off of that, what you were just saying about like, I wonder what it would feel like. For some reason, there were uh, some of my friends I had, and th- at this point in middle school, I had stupid friends. They, uh, some of them were 
taking staple staplers and you know how you can open some of them up to where you can just have the to where you can like staple the walls and stuff like that mm-hmm. anyways they were taking these staplers and swinging them at the top of their thighs and shooting staples into their into their legs I have no idea why any why anyone would ever do anything like that but they did it I don't know why it's like whenever those ki- the kids have the staplers and they just play like staple gun wars and they aim it at each other. But instead it like actually shoots and like <laughs> penetrates into you. Oh man. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Anyways, well, that's the most sensitive spot in the body. The most second sensi- most sensitive spot the, in the body. The, the second most sensitive <laughs> part of your body is your eye. Followed on, only... By the earlobe. <laughs> followed by the earlobe. Second only to the nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Both places people get pierced casually. (laughs) Casually pierce your nipples, your earlobes, and your eyes, apparently. It's okay, it's not as... And your eyes. Oh man, that would... What a piercing that would be. I would actually have respect for someone if they have a piercing on their eye. Do you think that they would like get a piercing in the whites? Of their eye. I don't know. I have no well, it idea. De- it depends what look you're going for. Like, do you want to get, like, an eye ring? Because if it's an eye ring, I would imagine it's, like, white to white, kind of. Yeah. I'm sure that, like, if they were to develop an eye piercing, it would have to be something like that. Because if they did it through the iris or any of the, you know, color in your like, eye. Like, you're just choosing to be blind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if they're doing eye piercings... It has to be in the white part. I'm sure that it would never work. There's probably nothing that could ever happen like that. I mean, like... I don't know. The little studs? Like, I would just get, like, diamond, stu- diamonds in my diamonds eyes. In That'd eyes. be pretty cool. Jeez. Oh, May as well just get, and, like, contact lenses or something. And, and then when people try to flirt with me and they're like, oh, your eyes are so bright. <laughs> It'll actually be true. Did you know that uh, you can tattoo your eyes? Like, the white. I feel like I did, yeah. Some people do it. I, I, I can't really think of a i don't think i've ever seen a picture of it because i've never been curious enough but like i've like heard stories and seen like read articles and stuff and it's like this guy got his eyes pierced and I'm, i mean not pierced got his eyes tattooed and i'm like oh, i don't care to see that <laughs> what would you even get tattooed on your eye would you just know. get like i have seen a I have seen it actually this one guy he got his eyes tattooed all black so, like, he just had black eyes. So he just looked demented. He just looked demonic. <laughs> yeah. I think that, right there, that's the only reason why you would get your eyes tattooed, is to look demonic. I don't know. If there, if any of I'm... our listeners have your eyes tattooed and you did it for a reason other than to look di- demonic, feel free to, to write in. Write <laughs> in. Give us a call. Okay. I've got, like, an inch by inch ball of wasabi. Oh man! We're okay, gonna, we're gonna go heavy on this. Let's Are you joining it. me? I'm using all of my wasabi right now. Also, oh, man. a full inch ball because we need to uh, we need to spice this street up. It's okay. I'm scared, Brandon. It's okay. We can wait. We we can wait for that. Okay. This this right here is how we earn our name, the Spice Street Boys, with <laughs> okay, this ball of wasabi and this single piece. Oh man. Okay. Okay. In three, two. Ah, oh man, that's terrible. It's actually gross. You sound like you're surprised. <laughs> Did you say it's actually gross? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, man, that doesn't even taste good. No, it tasted like Play-Doh. Ugh. And red Play-Doh, too, not even the good kind. <laughs> what, what is the good kind of Play-Doh, Brandon? Blue. The blue kind? Yeah. Doesn't everyone know this? Blue's the best tasting Play-Doh, because it tastes like like blueberry. Yeah. Well, I do, will be... Do not try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> I will be raiding my little brother and sister's Play-Doh cabinets this Sunday. <laughs> On the next Spice Street, boys, we're going to try the rainbow of Play-Doh. <laughs> I mean, don't they have those Play-Doh kits where like you can make like a cupcake-looking Play-Doh? And they have those molds, and it's just really encouraging to eat the Play-Doh. Oh, man, that stuff is so disappointing, because it looks absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. And then you can't eat it. (laughs) It looks absolutely... (laughs) Well, I mean, you can eat it, but it is non-toxic, right? The Play-Dohs that they make nowadays. But you bite into that cupcake... If it's non-toxic, then... Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, eventually they're going to have to come out with how many freaking stupid people are eating the Tide Pods. Non-toxic Tide Non-toxic Pods. Tide Pods. <laughs> oh, jeez. Do you know what that phenomenon is called where when people talk about things so much, you subconsciously start thinking about it too? And just because it's like popular culture, you're like, hey, maybe that's not a bad idea. Because I remember when that whole Tide Pod thing came out, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. And then over, actually, in your uh, laundry, I I pulled out this Tide Pod, and then I just look at this thing, and it looks like the swirling ocean. And then I I just all of a sudden notice my mouth is just like started drooling, like (laughs) abnormally a lot. And I was just like, I I should eat this. It, it, It looks like freaking ocean breeze. (laughs) <laughs> and that tastes delicious. and then i just stopped myself like two seconds and i was like what what, what the hell am i doing <laughs> the hell am i thinking right now what, what's wrong with me and i just freaking threw it in the washing machine i'm just like that, that was stupid the heat of the moment the almost heat of overcame the moment. brandon and he almost became <laughs> a tide pod eater <laughs> and it wasn't even like you wanted to no I, just... I was just subconsciously like this you looks s- freaking amazing the tide pod called your name and you nearly <laughs> answered the call <laughs> it's just like hey brandon I-, I bet you want to eat me yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do well come on L- lick me up lick 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 it me up it's not gonna hurt you i promise that won't hurt you what's this stuff seaweed called? seaweed man hate when you forget words you know the seaweed holds holds it all together very nicely until the very end there were just exploded in my hands yeah like, the last bite it's like it's like it, the final push you know in the race and and the fat kid at the very end is just like oh this, this is too much and then he just stops right before the final yeah the last lap well it's got to live up to the the burrito name i mean i don't know if you've ever like if that ever happens to you with your other burritos like you, you eat a burrito and then the last bit of it just like kind of like squirts out it's got to live up to its name there with the sushi burrito. I think we need to do our research on what places are actually spicy. I think so, too. Because, <laughs> like, it would be more fun if I was, like, dying. If you were actually, like, dying. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, this is easy, manageable. And I'm not usually a spicy guy, I thought. 
Now I don't even think wasabi is spicy. It's just disgusting. Yeah, it's not gross. Yeah. One time when I was uh, a kid, you know, wasabi tastes a lot like horseradish. That's just what it makes me think of. Oh. But, uh, well, maybe it does, it's not that it tastes the same. It's just that, like, it's got a similar spice, you know. Mm-hmm. It, get, it, get, it has a similar feeling in your mouth. But one time I went to uh, a restaurant with my family, and I used to love to dip my fries in ranch. You know, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And one time I got a side of a prime rib. And at that time, I didn't know what horseradish really was. And I got, <laughs> they brought me my food, and they brought me a little cup full of uh, what looked like ranch. And so I had prime rib fries in this little cup of ranch, and I was like, oh, I didn't even have to ask for this. This was nice. And I take that, that little cup, that little cup of the ranch stuff, and I pour it all over my fries, and I, I shove a mouthful of, I shove a handful of fries into my mouth, and the horseradish overcame me, and immediately tears started running down my face, and my nose started running. <laughs> it's not that I was crying, it's just that, like, the horseradish spice <laughs> overcame me, and, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> the waitress watched me do it, and... And the waitress is just in the background twiddling her fingers like, yes. <laughs> well, she she handed me my food first and then everyone else's food. And while she's handing everyone else's food out, I'm pouring that all over. And after, you know how normally the waitress walks away after everyone's gotten their food and stuff? Yeah. She sat there and watched me. <laughs> she sat there, pulled out her phone, and was just like, this is going to be great, guys, check it out. <laughs> yeah, this dumbass kid is going to eat a ton of horseradish right now she laughed at me and was like ah, ha, 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 i was wondering what you were doing <laughs> just place <laughs> place it off like she didn't even know it's like ha, 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 that's so funny kid and then she went and brought you're me. so adorable and then laughs away just like <laughs> yeah for real and then she walked away and then came back with another side of fries for me because there was no way i was going to eat those fries after <laughs> so i entertained her for a moment and to pay me back she went and got me fries <laughs> that were unsoiled by a ton of horseradish. I bet she even had the spare fries in the back. Like, as soon as she saw you pouring that, she just went up to the cook and was like, make an extra batch of fries. We're about to have some fun up here. <laughs> yeah, she's just sending a text to him as she's watching me, like, pour the horseradish on my fries. Is horseradish even spicy, though? You know, I don't. it's not really that spicy. It's just, it's got a... It's got that, it's, it's that horse flavor. It's a really, yeah, it's got that horse flavor. (laughs) No, it's just a flavor that envelops like your entire mouth and it's very sharp and bit. It's a, it's a, it's really bitter that it's not spicy, but it's incredibly bitter if you get too much of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love horseradish, a little bit of horseradish on my roast beef. Like since then I've, 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 I've learned to like horseradish, but, um, yeah, it's, a, it's just a sharp flavor. It's not really a spice flavor, but yeah. And now for a new segment that we like to call Hot or, or Not. not. <laughs> <laughs> so what we what we want to do with this segment is we, we're going to talk about, I don't know what the right word is, fetish? Fetish, kink. Kink. Turn on. Turn on. Skeleton attraction. in the closet. Attraction. So the one that we have decided we want to highlight today is something called psychrophilia, which is arousal to being cold and watching others who are cold. So Brandon, my question for you is, is this kink hot or not? Well, 
technically speaking, it's not hot. <laughs> and also, I feel like it wouldn't really. Actually, I could see this plan both ways because when it is cold, what what gets hard? Let me ask you that. Water does. Liquids Good get hard. Question. I was thinking the nipples. Oh, there you go. You know? Hey, look at that. And if you're like in the cold, you know, those things are like poking out like pencils or something. And you're just, and I guess you, it's just a, something for some people, not quite my thing. I just imagine like getting stabbed by something like that in the belly, like seppuku kind of is how I <laughs> think oh, about that. So would I say being in the cold, hot or not, I'm still... I'm still starting to lean to towards the really not. So this is just going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but you know how uh, you know nipples get hard when it's cold. Do, do you think that cows udders like? <laughs> I'm I'm like <laughs> like they take their four fingers out from their hooves and they and then they just squint it like Bryce just did <laughs> to imitate a cow because because oh. they have five fingers uh, i was talking about the udders you know the udder how it's the got udders. those little four things sometimes different multiple that like hang from the udder i think those are teats yeah the, teats yep the teats are, did you right. consider those nipples yes do you think that i think like, so because like that's cold, where milk comes you from? think that when cows yeah. get cold that those like get hard i think that makes it easier to milk a cow when they're cold maybe that's why they keep them in barns that isn't like heated yeah, you just refrigerate the cows, and then like, and then the, the milk. milk's cold too. Yeah, when it comes on. Yeah, because you know that. milk goes bad when it's when it's uh, when it's not cold. You know, I actually am a big avid drinker of the milk, and I was told the other day that in order to for like the dairy farms to get cows to constantly be producing this milk, they have to have offspring. So like cat baby calves. And once they kind of pass that whole production of wanting to feed their calves with that milk, then they like forcibly impregnate the cow again. And then, you know, the whole process just keeps starting over and over and over. And now I look at milk like kind of a tortured, cruel thing as I still have not changed my drinking habits of it at all. That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, okay, so you see that this is all, t- this is all like bad, but it's tough because, you know, these animals are here for us to use them, you know, and whatnot. And but also we have like cookies and how are we going to not eat them? Exactly. Without milk. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole reason milk exists is so that we can eat cookies. Is so, right. The whole reason is so that we can eat our cookies comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the hot or not thing. All right, now here's my stance. All right, so let me look at the the definition again. Being cold and watching others who are cold. You know, I feel like a lot of these uh, little kinks have to start somehow, you know. I wonder if, okay. like, the Inuits... You know who the Inuits yeah, were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the Inuits... Or the, the cold Canadians. <laughs> the cold Canadians. The Inuits, the Russians... Anyone who lives in really, really cold temperatures, if they, if they are actually, you know, feel feeling these, these uh, emotions and these attractions because they have psychrophilia. <laughs> so they're not actually. Hold on, hold on. It sounds like to me you're just saying that 
what was it called? Psychrophilia? Yeah. It's not actually a kink. It's actually a normal thing in their culture. It's just like, what, you're not turned on when they're cold and you're cold? What are you talking about? This kink is what allowed the Inuits and the (laughs) Russians to survive. (laughs) If this didn't exist... If it didn't exist, they, they would have, they would have just like died out years ago. They would ago. have gone extinct and become a dead tribe thousands <laughs> of years ago. They would have just been like, "You want to do it?" And they'd be like, "No, it's cold." Yep, I don't want to do that. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, I feel like you could also see it playing devil's advocate that like, if you're both cold, you'd be like, "Hey, let's like snuggle let's up together," because you know the whole stereotype is. You don't want to get hypothermia, so you got to be naked, which I never understood in, like, movies and TV shows. Why can't you snuggle up for warmth in your clothes? I think it has to do with, like, like body heat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not that they're snuggling naked, necessarily. It's that they're snuggling naked underneath something. Because I think the body heat, like, uh, you can feel that I'm warm or whatnot, like, touching me and whatnot. But uh, if I was... Like, you can feel the difference between the temperature of touching my shirt and touching my hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's why they would have you get naked. But I also think that it's a ploy to get you naked. So <laughs> the Inuits are, were just like, hey, this one, like, super horny guy back in the day. He's just like, you know what? This would be a really good pickup line. <laughs> hey, I'm cold. You're cold. We gotta get naked to survive. It's like, uh, did you see that episode of... Well, of course you did. You watched the whole series in Game of Thrones. You know, the 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 red-bearded guy who's, like, super tough. And oh, yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't think I've ever known his name. I Lord just know. Stroganoff. Yeah, Lord uh, Stroganoff. No, I have no idea. But I, it's in that episode where they're going over the wall and they're going and looking for the White Walkers. You know, they're walking and one of the guys looks at him and he's like, man... How do you survive in this temperature? And he's like, the secret is to keep moving. And he's like, walking is good. Running is better. And screwing is best. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, all right. (laughs) That's how they keep warm. That's it. It's Tormund Giant Spain. (laughs) Tormund Giant Spain. Tormund Giant Spain. What a last name. Giant Spain. That's a cool last name. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this week of Spice Street Boys. We learned a little bit about seppuku, uh, firecracker sushi burritos, and uh, a little bit about... One inch balsa wasabi. Yes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Tastes like Play-Doh. Don't ever do that unless you want to know what green, disgusting Play-Doh tastes like. Or just go try some Play-Doh. Pretty good. Either way, they're both the same. That's true. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, have a word from our sponsors. We don't have sponsors. Oh, yeah. Other than Sushi Burrito. Sushi Burrito is, well... Sushi Burrito, the best burrito I've had in a long time. That is right. It's crunchy, but also soft in our mouths. Please give us free burritos. Yes, we'd love free burritos. And we're back. (laughs) 